Welcome to 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective. Presented to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome once again to another episode of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. I am Nathan. And I'm Bob. And today, after our short hiatus of a week, we bring you Clan Book Set Height, the the revised edition, or the, I'm sorry, the first edition clan book of the followers of Set. In fact, it's so different, they kind of changed the name. Um, but here they're Setites, right? Yeah, they're uh, Setites, accordingly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they both are the same thing. I mean, right. They interchange throughout the whole process of right. it. Right, but they kind of like make it more fancy, the followers of Set, later on. But we'll get into that some other time. They still call them followers of Set. They do it, they interchange them. Yeah, but I mean the actual. I don't want to get mired. You in mean this, the but, clan book, right? The actual branding. name of the clan book, yeah. right? Right. So they go from setite to follower of set later on down the road. Not super important. We'll talk more about that some other time. Um, but yeah, so we get into clan book setite, the the dark and mysterious, treacherous, serpentine clan that hails from ancient Egypt. I think that'd be a pretty accurate description of them, right? I think it's on the nose. <laughs> accurate? Yes. Very, yeah, yeah. actually. That's, that's as, it's as accurate as it gets. So what is this clan all about, Bob? The Sedites are a clan that are all about, well, corruption. That is their method and weapon of choice when battling the enemies of the gods set. Right. As it were. And corruption means just what you think. It is the apple rotten from within. Mm-hmm. They're the worm in the apple. As right. it is. That's what they're supposed to be. And that's it in a nutshell. Right. So w- the big theme with this clan is that the other clans follow the Antediluvians. They follow mere mortals who were turned into vampires. Right. But the followers of Set, the Setites, believe that they are descended from a god. They follow the warrior god. Right. Yet another warrior god. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Bruja had a warrior god. There's a lot of warrior gods. Sedites have a warrior god. You'll learn the Asimites have a warrior god. Right. Basically, nothing back in the day was anything but a warrior god. And you kind of get that impression with the... So they have a story here, and um, I don't know. What do you think of this story? I think that we saw the movie that you can watch. It's exactly that story. It's called Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> That's the opening story. Right. I mean, it talks about this... Uh, I don't know. I found it kind of uh, disappointing, honestly. But that's because they did such a good job in the revisions of this clan book. Right. Um, the beginning of this one was just, you know... I felt like I was reading a character who was submitting for a follower of set. Yeah. Like, you can almost template it. <sighs> Tell your knight when you wake up. Check. All right, now, remember back in the day when you were just a normal guy mm. with a normal job and how good it felt to be corrupt? I feel like the... I don't often do this, but I feel like this book is very trite. It's very contrived in its... In its, in its, in its so corru- the could, corruption, it's just... It feels like they went to the Museum of Science Industry, yeah. walked through the common... Um, it was a Tutankhamun tomb. Mm-hmm. Looked around, saw the cool book. It's called the Good Book of Going Forth by Night that was on display. Mm-hmm. You could see it. 
it was it was there for a time and that's just it was colorful to draw your attention you read the plaque and they were like "Ooh, that's good right and then let's look at all the other rest exhibit that tells you about the dead and the story of the war of osiris and all that and what ice is dead and they were like good stuff and then they went back and went let's make a clan out of that and they were like whatever yeah <laughs> just like because i'm telling you it's the same guy right. who did the whatchamacallit book i don't know if it is the same guy but i really feel this is an idea from the true hand guy I don't I don't know one way or the other if it is or it isn't uh, at this point in time because I'm not looking that up while we talk. But I definitely feel like they're trying to portray like a very slimy, dark, corrupted feel. And it just doesn't click with me. Well, it does a real. Here's the thing. What is the difficulty in talking about an Egyptian cult? Well, you have to research. You have to know. Uh, information about the cults and correct and what are the egyptians known for worldwide uh, pyramids the tombs <laughs> that's exa exactly right. right that's what a pyramid is it's a right, tomb right it's a tomb of the kings and they were they were trapped and filled and had mummies and it's all the sensationalism that came from it but just like that was a flash in the pan of interest for the right, world right it happened it was done and then we're over here now that's kind of how this reads but then they had to make it something much more right and in making it something much more, well, how does a vampire give a damn to worship a god? Who cares? Right? right. And the answer is, that's exactly what this book outlines. On the surface, this book reads as something that is trite. Right. But it goes further into having you understand that that's for the suckers. That's for everybody who doesn't get it. But mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, me and Nate were reading this, and <laughs> the way it's laid out, you have to read between the lines. To pick up on the true imagery, the true message mm -hmm. you're trying to throw in. That's not me inferring it, because they, they do two things to contradict itself. The first one is the backbone right. is the history of what the Sedites are. Well, yeah, they talk about how they worship a god, but by the story alone, this initial, like, every clan book has this, where they roll out history from point A. Right. You know, this is, this is what happened when... Our founder was embraced. And these guys are exact. Right. 7,000 years ago. Right. And and you get into that and you're like, okay, so these were just a bunch of people, just a bunch of primitive people 7,000 years ago who, by the by, were able to raise their own people to divinity by saying they are divine. Like, you know, we just get said that. it. Right. That's that's essentially it. Like, if you've ever watched The, the Office... There's a point in one of the characters, very uh, like one of the main characters, his name is Michael, and he's having financial problems, right? Right. And everybody's like, well, you know, maybe you should, uh, you know, declare bankruptcy. And he walks out of the middle of the office and he goes, I declare bankruptcy. And they're like, that's <laughs> not actually how that works. So it's very much like, I declare divinity. So the thing that's true is that, though, the mortals, right, as we've been learning about vampire, that's what we have to take in consideration. Right. We're reading this as mortal modern mortal because that's what right, we are right and we're like there has to be a reason this happened well yeah it's a very simple reason the sun is a god <laughs> right the darkness is a god right. the moon and that's, the right. water that's how it works and every god was there and that's what the mortals believed seven thousand years ago and so naturally the most beautiful charismatic line that was there became the gods of the time or the more powerful right so there's two th two truths right in history the winner is the one who wrote the book yeah, yeah. Right? That's number one. Number two, you will never find a ruler talk shit about himself. <laughs> of course See not. See what I'm saying? It's yeah. not going to happen. So when you think about this, there it is. So, okay, so what we can get from this is set one in some capacity. 
right? Got, was on the upswing. Right. But then it talks about how he was undermined and undercut. Oh, yeah. And they're the downtrodden. From, from, from the very beginning, uh, you know, he, he's like the, the odd kid out. Like, ah, fuck off to the desert. And he's like, man, I don't want to, but I'm gonna. And he but goes off I'm to the desert. Go, right? I'm gonna rule that fucking desert. Right. So then, uh, who was it? Uh, Osiris? That right. was, that, like, it was his uncle. And his uncle had his parents killed because loyalty. Um, and he gets mad. But he goes to the desert and then Osiris dies because he's an old guy and people die. And so his how, brother. How, how does a God die? Uh, a God dies because he's a normal person. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. And, and then you make him a God afterwards. He didn't die. He ascended. Yeah, yeah of course. He, he became the Lord of the sun or whatever. Um, those silly folks back in the day. Uh, but then he comes back and talks to his brother and he's like, hey. And you're thinking of Ra. We need to get I'm that sorry. Straight. Yeah. Sorry. Pardon me, everyone. I don't, I'm not looking at the book. I'm looking at Bob because I we're like his We're discussing. Face. <laughs> we're discussing. <laughs> right. And so, so, the, so to get a d- his, description. His brother was Osiris, right? Ra is there and Ra's, Osiris is uh, his brother. Yes. Yeah. And, and Ra is the, the god. of the, You got it. Okay. Pardon me. Had that turned around. So he comes back and he says, hey, uh, how about we do this the right way? I get half the kingdom. You get half the kingdom. And his brother, who uh, w- remained loyal to his uncle who had his parents killed, is like, no, nah, no. Nah. Like you would. No, fuck off to the desert still. Oh, by the way, I'm handling your wife. You know, it's what I do. And he's like, ah, thwarted again. I must go back to the desert. And there he goes back to the desert where he will remain for a time. Um, But then at some point, uh, he attracts the attention of one of uh, Cain's children. You got it. While, While he's out in the desert, you know, stewing and being mad. Uh, he is brought into the fold and he realizes right away the sun and light hurts him more than it does his brethren. And then the third generation rises up and they slay the second generation. And he said is mad about that, I'll tell you. And he's like, screw these guys. They killed my sire. I loved my sire. I'm going to go back to Egypt now. He goes back to Egypt and correct me if I'm wrong, but someone at this point embraced his brother you got it. Osiris. You're with and, it. And he's like, nah, what is going on here? Just can't catch a break. So Set is just like, Set's like the underdog, right? He's just every everywhere he turns, something's getting taken from him. Something's getting screwed up. Um, But uh, somehow I believe he manages to, to take the kingdom back from his brother. Right? You got it. Right. And then he, he kills his brother. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kills his brother. He doesn't just kill him. He dismembers him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separates him into 14 pieces and spreads him across the desert. Because as it, as it goes, he kills Osiris and leaves it at that. Mm-hmm. Isis brings her husband back. Right. And then Set goes, oh, yeah? Reassembles all his pieces. And it, well, no, no. That's, first he kills him. Right. Then Osiris gets, gets brought back by Isis and Set goes, try this bitch, mm-hmm. chops him up and throws his dick somewhere. It's important that that happens. <laughs> they specifically mention it. Now, it, that's not their fault. Right. That's actually the, yeah, the yeah. legend. Right. So, and yeah. then she was able to bring it back with his phallus being the important pinnacle piece. Mm-hmm. And Osiris becomes this thing. Yeah, mummy, right? You got it. And so we're like, what, 12 pages in? Yeah. And... To be fair, like, okay, it's a it's a book about a clan that originates from Egypt. And we know they have a mummy line. So 
here you go. The first mummy. Here's where they get their start. And this is where I kind of start to like lose my interest because it's all mummies and magics and, you know, people fleeing from here and people bringing armies in from here. And it's just like. And, and, and don't forget, she also brought her son back, Horus, mm -hmm. as a mummy to lead the war against Set. Right. This is important because what we're doing right here is called Patchwork Job. Right. Why is it important? Patrick Job makes makes it important to launch a supplement. Horus becomes the mummy that is for mummy the supplement. Right. Okay. Osiris is there because that's who's going to lead the war against Set to help battle it. And it's going to take Osiris. It's going to take uh, the Lupines who decide we've had it with you corrupt Setites. Right. Which, by the way, I don't know why the followers of Set at this point were corrupt. No, no, I, I don't understand either because I, based on all the these the story, all the buildup from here is victim. Yeah. Right. Set. Set's been fucked over at every turn. And then I kind of missed that that change where it was like, we're the good guys. We're fighting for what's ours. What, what happens is they make a line of sand that says there's light and dark. Right. And said Set was banished. Since he was banished, scorpions would be his companions, and so would the serpents. Right. And so naturally, all things dark are his. Right. But that's the only thing they give you. So they're very... Prof I don't know if you, that's prophetic. That's not the term. They're very deific. Right. That we have to infer that Set made deals with whatever would grant him power to come back and take what says, oh, but the forces of good were already in place. And this grand war took place. And mm -hmm. not and the forces of darkness can never overcome the forces of light. Yeah. Therefore, they were thwarted again. And Set said, argh. Yeah, mummies, I hate them. I, Damn mummies. Yeah. Well, if you have mummy... Be I a witch to make my own mummy? Yes, I'll make what they call dread mummies. <laughs> Bane yeah, mummies. Uh, Bane mummies, I'm sorry, not dread mummies, although that's a good enough word for them too. But so these Bane mummies, they go through, I, I've, I've learned more about mummy in this than I care to. Yes. But, but they bring the spirit back from the underworld, right? But as they're bringing the spirit back from the underworld, the spirit goes through all manner of tortures and horrors and, you know, they're flayed alive and, they, you know, you name it. Terrible, terrible shit. And so then they get back to their, their body, back to their shell, what have you. And they're just psychopathic. They're just, there's no... How are you not? Right. There's just nothing good about them. There's no rational thought. They're just monstrosities. But Seth's got like eight of them. So, you know... He's a pimp. Right. Makes what he needs. Who are you to say no? Oh, yeah, of course. I am not a god. All right. I'm I just am, telling you. I am don't, not. Don't you ever say no to set. No, I will never. So, <laughs> so what do we get from this? Okay, cool. Interesting history, but it seems like there's a lot of people. If, if you're like anybody who's ever read this clan book, okay, if you're not weird like me, you go, whatever, mm -hmm. and you move on. Let me get to how this clan sort of operates, because I get your weird super history. All right, I'm there. Cool. And, and a lot of people, if you're also like me, you're a fan of Egyptology. You enjoy learning the stories and histories of it. And it's uh, there's enough of it there to be cool. Right. But at the same time, you're like, how does that apply to being a vampire, man? Like, that's like an epic war. Or you've seen the mummy. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking the new mummy. I'm talking mummy and mummy returns. And right. you've watched them and kind of get how this set thing goes, right? And uh, they're trying to say. But then... It's like the clan go the clan book because it's being told by an eleventh generation Sedite. Mm -hmm. He's going through and just spitting the gospel at his new embrace, right. right? That's how the book's written, and he's like getting into history and talking about worshiping the god king set, like hammering home the doctrine, right? Right. Important note: 
why are you why, why is this guy banging the drum so hard into you the neonate about who said is and he's the god king of what's going on never forget it's a clan and it's a form of control right exactly it, it's a bloodline to be sure but it's a bloodline that's learned one thing we are not going to win this war and it is a jihad that we believe our antediluvian who is a god king right is waging on the other blood kings or whatever right. you right. whatever and they don't even think that the other vampires right the other right? the other antediluvians. antediluvians right so we can't oppose force for force because set was defeated by them already and where set's growing in power now his true power comes from us destabilizing the efforts of the other antediluvians and that is the core of the setites that's their sole thing right that's at least according to the first dead book right now that's all they're looking for and all they're looking to do now we're going to go over polish for it but like if you've listened this far to the podcast and you were just listening to what their point is it's over (laughs) it's over right there right that's exactly what their point is now why this doesn't add up is because there's depth here undiscussed that you can infer from this to go a little further they do leave those ends right i mean talking about how to corrupt someone is super important because to me reading this clan book gives you insight as to how you might get a gauge of a humanity scale yeah what's absolutely. considered too far what's considered too sinister right. well, and they talk about too that um uh all sedites even those on a path they still follow conscience self-control and courage exactly and and they do not askew the you know those those uh like this the sabbat do you know they don't have anybody on conviction well, Typhonists, in this book. At, at this point, right. right? Typhonists are not considered to have that right. um, at this moment because they haven't introduced the different systems for past yet. Right. Things will change, folks. You, you probably know that already. <laughs> but since we went over the history, which is pretty much what this book is and talking about how it's done, mm-hmm. they do get into history about how the Sedites were involved uh, in the New World, around the world. But I mean, it's literally like a page and a half. Right. It talks about it because we're going to make it really, 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 really super easy for you. Any calamity that has ever happened anywhere, the followers of Set, the Setites at this point, would wink and give you the gun, right? The finger gun. <laughs> right. As if, as if to say, you're welcome. Is it us? Was it us? It was us. Maybe not. That's how it's handled. Right. Because if you think that I did all these evil things, then you know who does the evil. Right. And by the way, I'm not calling me evil. I'm just reflecting what you may see me as. And I am using that deception or reality into a power. Right. Because we said at the beginning, Nate said it beautifully. If I walk out and declare myself a king today, a God king today, any follower that walks up to say yes automatically makes me divine. Any worship at that point makes me divine. And so that theory, that template works for anything. So if you think you call me the devil, someone believes it. Right, exactly. No, absolutely. You know, it's it's a word of mouth based off of their their secretive nature. You know, they're they're very much uh uh the the type of clan that they're everything is internal. I mean, just this line about the Inquisition, the Anarch Revolt, taking advantage of the kindred's mass exposure, the followers of Set. went among the surviving mortals and spread dissent. They knew that once brought into action, the kind would rise up and slay their vampiric overlords just as they planned. (laughs) But that, you know... Right, uh, he was... uh, What? uh, (laughs) Kind of weird. 
Right. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. Well, and then, you know, they give them to the very specific werewolf enemy and and they they draw these correlations and they even in in the merits and flaws that they add in the book, they draw this correlation that the followers of Set are, you know, their their corruption makes them a foe to werewolves. You know, they're they're very worm-like, you know, they're and they talk about how typically you're not going to find a follower of set with a humanity higher than five because their whole goal is corruption. You can't do, you can't corrupt anybody. Number one, that's something they outline here. You can't corrupt a soul. That's not what you're doing. Right. Um, and instead I choose, and even in here it outlines this, they do a very unique thing. If you were a drug addict and you go to a setite, they're just going to give you the drug. Right. Until it runs out. Well, I don't have any more crack to give you, Nate. I'm sorry that you're addicted after three months of exposure. Right. <laughs> but the wells run dry. I just don't seem to have it. I'll do anything for it. No, you won't. No, anything. You understand, man. I'll suck your... Well, hold on. Mm-hmm. Not only is this a podcast and why I don't finish that line. <laughs> the other reason I don't finish that line is because I would stop you because I care. It's clear you're desperate. It's clear you want something. Are you sure it's a crack rock? Yeah, it is. You're positive that's what it is? Or is it replacing something in you? Right. Oh, it's not. Let me show you something. I'll give you a crack rock if you come with me. <laughs> and then, and, and we'll get there. I'll show it to you and then you'll get what you desire. Right. And in this, that's how they corrupt. The very term, I give you a little and you taste it. That is a corruption line. That is a notorious worldwide known corruption line. And it's perfect. For a setite to even say it, because that's how you corrupt someone, you know, yeah. give the you people take what they them want. to the edge and let them fall themselves. Exactly. Because human nature will take care of itself. Now, where the Torador are the most humanist clan, they live amongst the humans, they're, they're pretty much human themselves in a lot of ways, and even what their clan cares about, the followers of Set are a humanist clan as well, but an, on, on an opposite moral coin. Right. They are everything bad that makes greed, lust... Um, power, tyranny, and for lack of a better word, violence. That's their bread and butter, yeah. and they use it to destabilize nations. That's right. that's what they go to do. Uh, think of it like this: to me, they are they're like the the vice of the vampire. They're they're the clan that is so directly tied to where, like you were saying, the correlation between the Torador, where they're like the upper echelons, the the arts, the humanities. These guys are the gutter. They're the ones that are in the dark room, just giving you a little taste, waiting for you to come back to them. And, you know, for most people listening to this, you understand. But my personal criticism is, and this is just based on, you know, how it was released. And, you know, it's it's obviously a, a mature, thought out idea. But I feel like you won't really get a, a, a solid flavor for this clan until down the road when it's revised. I, I think there's there's something lacking here that keeps my interest. And, and in a lot of ways, this is a loaded gun thrown into the hands of any... Because it was what? The age range was 15 and up? For, for uh, yeah, vampire? I'm not really sure, but I mean, that's that's about the time I started. Right, and that's when you get a hold of it. And for someone to read this book at 15, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot you didn't even know about that's in this book, and here you go. Right. And I'm not saying it's a bad decision, because honestly, it should be an 18-plus game. I've always felt that. Uh, yeah, I for sure. Um, even when I, I ran live action, if you weren't 18, I needed some. I needed forms signed from your parents. 
yeah, legal release. documents saying yeah. that you were okay uh, to participate in these teams, and they were well aware of what you were doing. And aside from that, we only had what two that did that, and they played with their dad. Yeah, very few, yeah. It's a couple, a couple of like younger people that came. And when they did, you know, the dad was all about it, the kids were all about it, but they always left laughing about it. What went on? And I always remember, and you'll remember this. We had a big scene where someone was getting, um, getting whipped, I think, publicly, and we were describing it, and they were acting it. And I remember him. He took at that point, dad took his kids to go get a drink at Seven Eleven. He's like, by the time I come back, this will be wrapped up. And he was right. 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 And, he, and he told me, he goes, hey, man, just let me know what happens. Like, yeah, sure, dad. You do your thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll feel you when you get back. But back to my point. So they're going to learn about Bane mummies. And let's go over the Bane mummies real quick. I just want to hammer this home. Yeah. Because the Bane mummies are the opposite of normal mummies. Good guy mummies have a bad guy mummy. <laughs> but also, they remind me of, oh, I don't know. Well, a f- other book mentioned a certain term, Nick Tuku. Yeah. Keep that in mind. So here we have seven Bane mummies in existence. Tutu, the doubly evil one. Hemhemti, the roarer. Amam, the devourer. Ketu, the evildoer. Ha-ra, of the backward face. Sateta, darkener of the earth. And Kerbutu, the fourfold fiend. Now, awesome epic names. Yeah, that's, right? some, that's some legit evil shit right there. That's some woe man why. Yeah. And we've already gone over a supplement. Berlin by Night had a Bane Mummy in it. Mm-hmm. And you read a thing or two about it to learn how they operate. And so this is giving him more. It's like we're defining as the popularity of this genre goes on for the company. And this is an example of it. But the Niktuku were the same way. Right. You know, she who screams in darkness, right? Right. These are, these are names that are like adding credence, but we could see that they were like, you know what? What made the Nosferatu very popular? They feared the Niktuku. Right. Right? That's the number one thing Nosferatu like coming in. We live down below because something's hunting us. Right. As established in their first dead book. Yeah, absolutely. The Sedites don't get anything hunting them. They're just like, we got Bane mummies that throw at you. Well, it's like, it's like they're, they're badass nukes for the end times. Right. You know, and I, honestly, I don't feel like you really, as a player or as a storyteller, I don't feel like knowing about any of that really benefits you in any way because I feel like you're going to go, well, here's like seven really awesome concepts that they only just sort of briefly talk about. Well, I want to play that. Like yep. I want to, I want to play with those things. And so now you go from my very powerful and knowledgeable 11th generation sire has taught me, but fuck him. He's some 11th generation jerk bag. Like I want to go, I want to go play a game in ancient Egypt. Let's, let's play that game. Right, because there seems to be a lot going on with right. that. So how do we take this and make this book and what they give you something usable? Answer simple. Take the book as an 11th generation, as knowledge, right? right? This is what a neonate would know or what a experienced Ancilla would know, right? Right, And all its detail. And the more detail you get, the higher it goes. And this is the first book that actually launches clan lore on a scale rating yep. 1 through 5. Yep. And because of that... That's how this book all becomes verified. Yeah. Because put to that measure, you're like, okay, so I shouldn't expect a player who's starting out to know anything beyond level two. Right? Right. Cool. Get it. All right, so I'm fine as a storyteller. And as they know, they can learn more and buy more, and that's all good. The other thing is, I would say, everything before, let's see, page 28. Mm-hmm. Everything before page so 27 and, de- and on down to one. Skip it. <laughs> right. Skip it. You want to learn what it is? It's said I'd so far out of this book. This book is awesome. Right. Starting on page twenty-eight. Right. Why is it awesome, Bob? Glad you asked yourself, Bob. 
Um, that's <laughs> it gets into the unlifestyles of what it is to be a Sedite. They start right. painting a picture because Sedites are not a clan that gets along to get along. They are not the Tremere, whose strength is unity. They are not the Bruja, whose strength is being able to get each other's back. They're not that at all. The Sedite's strength is the fact that they are diversified and separate. It gives you an idea of how they do this. So, case in point, a day in the life of a Sedite is what the Unlifestyles paint is going to be quite different because they get into themes such as, well, when you wake up at night, what should, what should you be concerned with? Well, every Sedite, no matter the Sedite, has to give credence to the corruptive elements of their dark god in some capacity. And that gives you literally the world of imagination to, to represent that. Right. And that has to be part of you. Because when you make your background, this is what you should refer to. You should read page 28 on to get an idea. If I'm going to play a Sedite, hmm, let me read this and see what mortal could have gone down this path to be acceptable for the embrace. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And then you can formulate it from there. And this is the first book that really does that. Right. It's like, here it is. Check it out. Right. All right they, cool. they, they talk about, okay, who, who would we find worthy of the embrace? How long would it take us to court them, to see? And, you know, they talk about, like, the Sedites, they can take years to observe and watch and determine whether or not you are worthy. Because the difference between the Sedites and the other clans is that the Sedites are a religious order. None of the other clans are that, you know, they, they may have a, a pyramid hierarchy. They may have, no, I'm not, I'm saying other clans may have that. The venture may have, you know, uh, we're old and we have honor and we sit and we talk and, you know, you answer to me and I, but they're not religious at the end of the day. I think everyone that's listening to this can understand nothing really binds you together like religion, like a unified concept. But, you know, even this clan you know, there are little separations here. To hammer there. home your exact point as you're making it real mm -hmm. quick, I want to highlight what he's talking about. What's, well, it could be debated. No, it can't. Right. No, it can't. Because this is a sect that says the followers have said, first and foremost, embrace only those mortals who they feel are corrupt enough right. already to be part of the followers. Because no matter how corrupt the mortal thinks they are, it's but the, but the tip of the, the fangs of the asp. Right. As they would say in terms of doing that. The second thing, strong enough to flourish in undeath. And by strength, we are not talking about you can run around and knock everybody out in the ring that ever ends. Not a physical strength. We're not referring to that. Right. We're referring to your ability to withstand what you have to go through. Right. A mental and spiritual fortitude. There you go. There you go. Because the body will fail you, fail you where the spirit will not, is the point. And that spirituality is highlighted no more than this. Red hair is prized above anything. And the followers of said, <laughs> right. and we're not talking about <laughs> those of Irish descent, red hair, period. Right. They don't say it could be a dye job. They don't care if you have red hair and it works well for you. They consider that prize because set allegedly had red hair. Right. And so that's a hallmark, right? They're, they're believers of fate. Right. And of, of happenstance. And that's a very religious thing. Now, when thinking of this, okay, cool. So if I have red hair and... Uh, I, by the way, you could be Irish. I'm just saying that's not a focal point. Right. You don't necessarily have to be Irish, but... Um, but it helps. You you may be considered a prime candidate. Right. You're a ginger. You're soulless. You can be a Sedite. <laughs> you know, it's good. Just... <laughs> point. South Park. Anyway, so... Um, and the embrace is never lightly given. Like, they talk about... Um, like Nate said, after already spending months of doing it, they torment them. 
when they finally get down to it, you get brought to a temple. Now, where do the temples come from, Bob? Hello, Egypt. We have churches, <laughs> right? But right. they don't call them that. They're temples. Right. Every single Sedite has their own personal temple. And the more people that come to that temple, and it takes two or more, that's it. But each temple that's two or more always has a Typhonist as the leader of that temple. Because you can't have one established without someone showing you what it is. Right. What's a Typhonist? One who follows the path of Typhon, which is considered a path of Set. It's literally the religious practices that a Setite grooves to. It's their main uh, tete de tete. As I butcher that, someone from Montreal will probably correct me later on, but that is, uh, that is the term I'm using. Now, the point of these temples is, this is where you come to give worship. Right. Like the point of any temple. This is not just a congregation, hey, what's up? It's literally, we're here to give ritualistic praise to the dark God set, to strengthen our religious foundations, to go forward and do what we have to do. Now, about that hierarchy, because it's important, and I also think it's cool, this book outlines specific ritual days that they actually honor and go through. For the, Out of all of them, this is the first one. Right. And it adds that whole religious element. So what I'm saying is, is 28 On gives you, clearly this is the stuff you listen to the podcast for. Right. This is the meat and potatoes. These are the things that are going to help you to portray your character properly because the followers of Set are very much, I think, they're a very special clan in the sense that they do have these requirements and restrictions. And like when we when we run games, we're very specific on, OK, you want to play this clan. Do you know this stuff? Because these are really super important aspects, because if you just go, yeah, I'm a follower of set and you don't know anything about it. You're just a person who has setite powers. Right. That is a waste of this clan. It's an absolute waste of this clan. Hey, man. It's, to me, it's the same thing as the Giovanni. The Giovanni, while they don't have like all the necessarily all the religious stuff as this, there's certain things you need to know as a player that just reading a blurb in a main book is not going to give you. Any clan book, me, you and me are fans of saying this. Every stereotype exists for a reason. Right. It, it does. And you poke fun at most stereotypes, but the fact is, when it relates to vampire, the clans have a specific clan weakness for a reason. It is not just a note that you're of that clan. Just the same way that they have specific things they look for in children. All those seeds are for you to make, to take them, put them in the oven of creativity, and come out with a loaf of a character. Right, exactly. You know, an idea of what that is, but we should be able to look and go, that's a Bruja. That's a Tremere. Right. That's a Sedite. When I can't discern... From a player's concept to what the clan is, we got to have a talk. Right. So I look at it like this. I've talked about this little adventure that I took a couple of years back on this podcast a couple of times. I went camping. I went to a metal festival like way, way down at the southern tip of Illinois. And I don't really engage with like the metal community physically. I just I just don't. Right. I, I do my thing and we do our podcasting and that's it. I don't go to shows. I don't go to concerts. And I was like, I'm going to go to this. This will be cool. And I got there. And, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a fairly unique person. You know, I like to defy stereotypes. And I got there and I looked around and I was like, I'm wearing the uniform. I didn't plan on it. I have the uniform on. I've got the, 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 the <laughs> cargo shorts and the metal T-shirt and the vest. And I was like, oh, shit, I am a stereotype. But that's the thing. You can definitely be a stereotype. 
but also be unique. Exactly. That's the thing that, that players and storytellers should keep in mind when they're playing these clans or they're running these clans that you can be the stereotype, but also be completely unique. You're and building a foundation, right? You're building a foundation and a skeleton, and you just need to have these these bars and these cross sections and everything else. You can put whatever you want on it. You can make it a Christmas tree. You can make it a, a leaning tower, as long as you have that structure. And the thing that's the stereotype for the Setites is to hammer home the religious iconography and and rhetoric right. that come from the worship of Set. That's very much who you are. They even go so far as to give you different ways of worship. Like there are, in its structure, warriors only who fall set, but they're a small derivative right now. Later on, they'll be called something different. We won't get into it because the revised edition makes very good details on that. Right. And we'll leave it for what it is. They even decided, and this is the first book I like, that um, separates and says, hey, there is a female-only uh, movement that the Camarilla tried to destroy. The Cult of Sekhmet is what it's called. And what it is is that Sekhmet was considered a, a goddess of like love, fertility, all that fun stuff, and was a force of light. Later on, becomes Isis. So the followers of Set, uh, a female in the followers of Set, decided, you know what, we're corrupting it. We're making mm -hmm. it ours. And it still be, was one of fertility, but also power. Right. And what they were doing were these, it's such a beautiful way they outline this, and it's corruptive. They said, hey, you guys into having sex? Who isn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, are you into, uh, you know, females being equal of men? No? Come on out to the temple. And when you get there, women rip you apart. <laughs> That's what happens. Oh, we're going to have sex, and then we're going to fucking kill you. And by the way, we're also into uh, you not having a Camarilla that says that we can't exist. Right. And guess what we're doing? We're throwing parties, and when you show up, we kill you. You know, and there's many ways to do that, but they do it in a religious fashion. I'm dumbing it down extremely. But the point is, is that that's why, you know, the the like the things that pissed them off, the cult of Sekhmet, was the fact that the, the structure of princedom is male. Right. There couldn't be a female title. And White Wolf does a beautiful thing here. This starts, the Gangrel Clan has a version of this that we haven't got to yet, but when we um, get in the revision anyway, right. get to where this comes from, they're not the only ones that have this idea. It's like this widespread thing, that there are powerful females in the world of darkness that don't get the credit, and... Queen Anne of London is the only one in a White Wolf print to date that you don't call her prince. She is Queen Anne of London. Right. You, so you can refer to her as, well, she's the Prince of London, but her title is Queen Anne because she's the freaking queen. Right. At that point, she can call herself whatever she wants. Whatever she likes. And, um, and, there's, and there's a lot of, a lot of this or that with it because there's the male Ventru who tried to decry it and you know like oh she's the prince that's what it because they're trying to hammer home you're you're in you're filling daddy's trousers right is what they try to do and she battles that but that's as her character how's this tied to the cult of segment understand that even to that character her corruption you, think about it if we're a cult based on female empowerment and the fact that you can be a part of this cult and be a male even, you just have to be understand we're mm -hmm. equals. And you have to like sex. Well, sign me up. <laughs> hey, baby, we're equal. That's cool. Well, tonight I'm on top all day, every day. Cool. I'm in. Cool. Honey, I got to go kill this guy because he thinks women are worthless. Hey, I'll come help. No, you can watch because I don't need your help. Right on. I'll bring the mop and bucket. I mean, who wouldn't take that route? Just saying. But now you're the Prince of London right. and the cult of segments in town. And they're like, hey, you're Queen Anne, right? Yeah, right on. Let us know if you need help. Wait a minute. What are you about? For you. We're about you. Right. 
that's corruptive already. Well, and that's the thing too. Like you know, we establish in a lot of the different books that we've read so far that the followers of Set they're almost kind of like the boogeyman. Like you go into town and they're like, by the way, like every town. There's a den of Sedites here. And to me, it doesn't really do the clan justice. Can you say it again? There's like an anime. There's a den of Sedites here. (laughs) Watch out round that corner. Get off my goddamn back. (laughs) There's a den of Sedites in town. But that's that's really kind of how they paint them, you know, And, and very rarely in these city books do they ever go, by the way, here are the followers of Set. By the way, here's what they're trying to do. Here's how you can portray that. They're just like, there's a den of Sedites in town, and they're corruptive. Why? I, I, you know, I don't know. Simple reason. Honestly, it's, it's in here, if you haven't gotten this. No city, not even the Sabbat, want the Sedites around because they're not walking in, and they're not ripping down your city. They're not killing people no. left and right. What they're doing is they're walking in and they're hitting your herd. They're hitting the police control you thought you had. Right. They're hitting the criminal gang element. And what are they doing? Nothing. They're giving you what you want. Right. They're, they're, I mean, to, to me, it's kind of like the followers of Set. They're kind of like a termite problem. <laughs> you know, and most of the time you don't even know you have a termite problem until, you know, you're like, oh, shit, the foundation of my house is like starting to fall to pieces because it's been chewed through. Now what do I do? Right, you and know, it, and then you, and, and if the termites could talk, you got a termite next door going, oh yeah, you no, definitely got termites. We just eat wood. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. Hey, don't worry about it. We found ways to eat wood over here. You yeah. want me to talk to your termites? I can yeah. get them to just come over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, we'll just send the termites over there. No Let worries. Let me get this straight. My my kind neighbor, the termite, is telling me I have a termite problem, but he's willing to take my termites over in his house to make sure we don't have a problem. <laughs> I hope everybody gets the irony of that. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Because it's exactly what the sedates would do. Right? Because what's the primary number one way that Sedites gain status in their clan? Will you corrupt another Sedite? It's the, it's the highest mark of honor because mm-hmm. it proves to everyone you absolutely get what we got to do here. And that's the termite calling, calling out the termite. Hey, he was caught. Don't worry about it, Prince. I'll just bring him on over to my temple. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. He wasn't killing anybody. You know, he wasn't uh, wasn't doing any masquerade issues. He has the governor being railed eight ways from Sunday by a woman with a 12 inch studded. Uh, I get it. I mean, he, the, the governor wanted it. He, I mean, he, <laughs> right. And, and the prince. How is that that big of a deal? And he was photographed and he was selling it to extort the governor to not let me do Oh, well, you got a point. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Hey, I'll help you clean it up. Mm-hmm. Right, so you'll clean it up? Sure will. Yeah. Bring it to me. I'll take care of him, and I'll clean it up. But what do you get out of it? I'm just helping you. Right. Again, another hook of corruption. Because, what, this guy helped me, but it's another setite. I feel like my, my opinion about this clan is they can be a very fun and interesting clan to play, but you definitely have to have an urge for the dark side. You, you know, do. Not, you, you don't have to be a dark person. But boy, howdy, do you have to have a dark imagination to really have fun with this clan. You know, they're religious, which tends to push people off a little already. And they're prone to corruption. So it's not like, I'm a fucking serial killer. I'm going to go murder a bunch of people. That's not corruption. That's just, you know. That's just sick house. Right. That's, that's, that's not this clan. This clan is subtle. This clan 
if you look at set man this dude was like uh i'll wait two thousand years to figure it out which means <laughs> got some planning to do yeah they, they they're definitely a long game clan and their desires are not blatantly obvious so you have to be willing to play this long con of corruption for certain of you know just bringing everything down to your level so you know for a player who's like ah, i really want to play a follower of set but do you <laughs> do, do you? you do you do you and if you do awesome but no this is going to be one of the most difficult clans for you to play because everybody hates you everybody irrationally they hate you even if you've done nothing i'm just a follower of set okay so you're a follower of a of a of set of a dark evil god all right i get i get your point um i'm a torador uh you know it's it's one of those situations so yeah it's a difficult it's a difficult game to play but it can be one of the most rewarding if it's if it's done well if it's done properly i i couldn't agree more a couple paths though to talk yep. about they also introduced path of enlightenment actually is is new yeah and it gets brought in here and one of them is off the bat um you have the glorious path of ecstasy that it talks about, and we're kind of going over Path of Typhonus because in other supplements, right, it's there. But um, the Path of Ecstasy is a, is a very interesting one. Um, the Path of Ecstasy itself is a uh, kind of like the Typhonus path, except it's reveling in what you think it does. It's luxury instead of degradation. So it hits in a different in a different facet, right? If right. Um, well, I put it here. We'll just go over some of the ethics. Uh, pursuit of pleasure is a spiritual obligation. Those who spurn luxury and hedonism seek to befoul the spirit with grossness and are misguided. I.e., it's highlighting the fact that if you're not in life for the pursuit of the finer things in life, then you're deluded. Right. You're missing what life is all about. Since vampires are the children of Cain's sin, thus we should practice and spread the practice of sin. That's where them and Typhonus meet up. Yep. Should never be afraid to be a vampire. That's why you're here. To resist temptation is a great wrong. I believe Oscar Wilde said it best. I can resist anything except temptation. <laughs> right? Right. And that's the point. And uh, it is not a crime to kill as long as the killing is committed beautifully. Right. Again, excess. Is there a point? Do you know what I mean? Yep. It, it really, it, it's, you know, I'm killing someone for... For deep vengeance. I'm killing someone because I really wish to revel in that. You know, it's not it's not killing because like, ah, why I go to slaughter people? Yeah. Uh, you could, though. Right. This path says that, you know, I mean, the very fact that you want to kill us as long as it's committed beautifully fine. If there is grand enjoyment from it. Right. Don't stop yourself, which is what this is saying. It says existence serves no purpose save to entertain. Fun fact. This is the first mention of this path. This becomes a Sabbat path. Mm -hmm. very, very quickly it becomes a symbiote path. And this is the origin of it. It right. did come from the Sedites. What's cool about it is that the Sabbat have the Serpents of the Light, and it's in this book, it mentions it, their rift, right? Yeah. Where they erupt in Haiti. The Sedites were all about corruption, the uh, Serpents of the Light, were, where voodoo really twisted them from following Set. Right. Because the tenets of uh, the Serpents of the Light are to honor and venerate the Loa, the ancestors, and none of that's Set. And the serpents, and the, and excuse me, the sites were like, you have decried, you have betrayed Shiva. 
You know, like, you know, this, <laughs> right. this is on. And they were like, we're Asian, brah. Right. You know, this is, <laughs> your end is nigh. The yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's very much like one of those distinct, like, just splinters. Religious where, war. Right, where they're like, you know what? All the stuff that you believe in, we believe in too. For one little, little slight difference. Like, we want to kill all those antediluvians too, just like you do, but we don't think ours is any better. We want to fuck him, lump him in with the rest. He hasn't done anything for us. He's just as evil as they are. And that's where that diverts. But the belief at the core, you know, at the trunk of the tree, it's not any different. It's the same basic principle. And it just shoots off. So how aren't these guys dead? Simple thing. Path of the warrior. I like ethics because ethics are a short way for us to tell you about a path. Um, so do you want to take a stab reading them? Hang on one second. Yeah. So with our ethics, sorry, uh, the mind is subservient to the body, and so is the beast. Although the body is bestial in nature, it can be refined. The embrace begins the process of transmogrification, but even afterwards, the beast can still reign unless it is beaten down through exercise and struggle. You are a killer. Do not hesitate to kill. So I'm the warrior, right? You, you're going to step up to this clan. You're going to step up to this religious order. There is no hesitation. Right. You are an enemy and you die. The body is bestial and must be punished. Scourge yourself, hurt yourself, push yourself to the limits, and know that by doing so, you hurt the beast. So what is this saying? Fanaticism. It's saying that the beast is something that removes me from control of my weak form. So I must beat it to make it stronger so that I am in control. Every possible moment must be spent honing the powers of your body. Your vampiric disciplines are a function of your body, and they too must be trained. The true death is better than failure and weakness. Like Set, we must be implacable and unyielding in the jihad waged against his enemies. So, this is like some hardcore, like, go forth and die shit. This, this is, this like, I can't even describe it. This Actually, I can. If you look at the, what is it? I think it was the movie The Mummy that had those guys that were like, you're trespassing, you die. Yeah. Like, they were hanging out behind the temple, and the moment they went to go in the tomb, they descended to kill them. Right, exactly. And and that's that. And and you wonder why? Uh, religion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, look at, uh, like, any any show or any movie that has, like, a religious order with those warriors, you know, a warrior type. Like, uh, what are the the guys from Game of Thrones that have their genitals removed? Oh, uh, the uh, the Unconquered. Yeah, the Unconquered. Unsullied. Like, unsullied, yeah. You, sorry, I know we're probably hurting someone deeply by <laughs> not knowing that off the cuff. But, um, you know, if you look at the Unsullied, like, these are individuals that are trained from childhood. Their only purpose is to go and die. They don't even have the benefit of a religious order. Nope. These guys have that benefit. They have, like, I have faith. I'm, it is better for me to die than to fail. My God has set the precedent. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the militaristic arm of the followers of Set. You know, you're basically, at this point, you're playing something grounded in the same foundation of the followers of Set, but wholly different because they have a different purpose. So intense fanatics, right? Right. And oh, what a joy to play in a social game. <laughs> right? right? Just to point that out. Right. Keep in mind, caveat mTOR and all that stuff. And that's the point. And it goes on to talk about temples and the bill, which really you'll, you'll figure out all on your own. Uh, 
breaches the fact that they're the other clans do have thaumaturgy. Mentions it. Sedites have one. Yep. And uh, there it is. Unique merits and flaws it dives into. And then it gets to the cool templates that are in this book. Now, the cool thing about this is that the templates are typical, right? We'll leave that. Right. You can take a look at those at your leisure. We'll leave that where it is. But the templates does give us an idea of what type of setite you can, you can make. Um, and then there's a section in here. It's a little too long for this review. But uh, you want to know about why the followers of Set truly uh, war with the... Uh, Serpents of the Light, they need to know who, who Geed is, or Ged, or however you pronounce it, G'day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in this book as being not only the one to know, I think, if anyone, I often feel the most important one to know yeah. in terms of this war in Haiti, because he he's mentioned here in this book, he's mentioned in the, if memory serves correct, we already went over it, um, Louisiana book mm-hmm. that we uh, did. New Orleans by Night. New Orleans by Night. He's mentioned through the one set they have in there. They have his involvement in that chick's embrace. I'm almost positive that was him who was mentioned in there. I'm pretty certain it was. And Our listeners will correct you if you're wrong. Fair enough. Thank you, listeners. And that was in Haiti as well. And Excuse me, not Haiti, in uh, New Orleans as well. And this guy was a big, he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it shows his influence and it's something to go, oh, okay, understood. Yeah. And they were really making something there that, like anything in the, in the collection we've gone over, it all these books fit into a gigantic puzzle and that puzzle forms a wonderful backdrop for canon uh, for World of Darkness right. for you to tell your stories through. Yeah, here's the thing too, like it's a beautiful tapestry but it's incomplete and that's done intentionally. It's always done intentionally because you're going to have one book conflicting the other book conflicting the other book but but there's going to be things that, that are verified in this book that are in this other book and it, it builds a puzzle that you never get a complete picture of and why would they do that? That seems ridiculous. Well, it's so you can tell a story. You can fill in with all of your creativity as a storyteller with all of your creativity as the player I know a lot of us are completionists, right? And we go, I want to know everything. Well, you know, you never will. It's just not in the cards for us. And that's the fun part, right? It's why bother? Right. And because cause knowing everything leaves your input out of, out of the, the telling. And that's called a book or a movie, you know? Right. That's what those are. So uh, also, <laughs> this book has an appendix too. So for those of you who... Have, you were just going to look past Rasputin? Yes, I was doing that intentionally. Okay. I was absolutely doing that intentionally. Um, I don't, I don't want to talk about him. Okay. I absolutely don't. I will say, all of you will want to look at Rasputin, because there's like four supplements he's mentioned in. Right, right. That's just why... Out. That, to me, that was the, the tapestry uh, that I was talking about there. Who, who knows? Who knows? I, I think it's lovely, just pointing it out, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's one of those uh, boogeyman right. characters. Just, who is this guy, and what is this guy? Right, exactly. What he is, the movie Hellboy. Watch it. That's Rasputin. <laughs> right. So, pardon me. I'm sorry I skipped over Rasputin intentionally. Uh, uh, for those of you who have played through uh, the Last Supper supplement... Uh, there's some errata in the back here. Right. Two characters, and their quote is, "Oops, <laughs> we forgot." <laughs> so yeah, if you if you're missing something in your uh, in your uh, Last Supper book, it's it's in the Sedai Clan book. Just go ahead and check that out. That's about it. I mean, uh, 
What can we say about the Sedites that hasn't already been said? Uh, they improve. I, I will tell you that. Yeah. This, this book gives you a good idea of... I'll tell you what they do real good in first edition. It's putting in characters of death and who known and giving detail and who to know out of the clan. I think they, it's awesome. Yeah. Their characterizations are always pretty spot on. I think that uh, my personal opinion is they are going to be a much more interesting and entertaining clan in years to come. V20. Right. I, ironically, V20 is the best, uh, no doubt, uh, for a lot of the clans. A lot of the revisions were good. Yeah. Um, or even the head knots, because they're not full books, right? Right. But it, they're enough to go, hey, take the revised plus this, you got to Exactly. It basically, it breaches the gap between the revised edition and kind of where they were going with the story from there. And then going, okay, so that Gehenna plot, like we're not, we didn't use it. Like right. you can use it if you want, but we'll just. We didn't. Right. We're just going to take that and move it to the side. And now here's that bridge between this time and now. And uh, all right. So Sedite clan book, um, uh, first edition. Yeah, I mean, it's six bucks on DriveThruRPG. It's worth picking up, you know, just for some of the little stuff. But I would say if you're new to the game and you want a really good concept, a really good idea, go with the new stuff. I mean, that's that's something we say all the time. Like, that's a no-duh. But um, as far as the clan books in this version... Where would you where would you put it? You know, would you? Oh, are we trying to li- ah see? That's why I'm weird about that because uh, I like vampire, right? So the concept of my mood dictates what clan is there. Right. My all time, I mean, for anybody curious, my all time favorite clan is actually not Asimite. Well, that's good because it's next week, and uh, it's not my all time favorite. Is it tied <laughs> very close to my heart? Yeah. Yes, I adore the the Asimite clan, but Clan of Sombra is my favorite. Always and they be. should be. It's uh, but Bob, I mean, we've had this conversation before. They're just like evil Ventru. Fun <laughs> <laughs> to you, plebs, who think they're just evil Ventru. Try reading with uh, I don't know acumen. I, I don't. Uh, you I know what? Wanna, I just want to say no. See, I will defend this. You don't. You don't. I don't think you need to. Here, here's why I don't think you need to. One. It's this for a different podcast. There's no secret masters in that Lasombra book. We're gonna get saying. we're gonna get to a point where we're reading the Lasombra clan book, and we'll really get the opportunity to share our feelings about those clans as we get to them. I don't want to divert from this podcast. You slapped me with the gloves, sir. I didn't slap you. I'm just repeating what some of our listeners, or or I'm sorry, maybe not even our listeners, but uh, you know, sometimes I go on the internet, and there's plenty of like Vampire the Masquerade rooms and boards, and all right, all right. Done deflecting. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'll put a lid back on it. Yeah. Put a lid yeah. right on it. So when we get to La Sombra, we can defend them so hard right in the face. Right in the face. Um, but Clan Book Asimite's next. Clan Book Asimite is next week. Nate will take a back seat. <laughs> I don't even need him. I, I've never been more serious in my life. If there's a Clan Book I know so well, that bu- so, I have five on the shelf is all I'm saying. So apparently be prepared for the uh, the the Bob podcast next week. The schooling. <laughs> Where I will just go, uh-huh. You will come to the uh-huh. Mosque of Bob to learn of Hakim. Yes. As is appropriate. So uh, I, I like the, I like as my Clan as well. Um, but so the, the Clan said I, this is a Clan that I really have never had the opportunity to play as a player. Ever. Ah, you know, I have, wow, I don't think I have either. Yeah. I've played a couple NPCs with yeah, one very absolutely. infamous one, but yeah. not, a, not a player. No, I've never. Are we segueing to nerd words? I don't know. Well, 
if we've never played them as players, what really do we have to say about them? I, I have plenty to say. So if anybody's running a game out there and they'd like us to, you know, try out our, our try our hands at at some followers of set, dude or Zemis, we admitted that too. Yeah. that it was like ah, oh, Zemis, yeah. we've always been storytellers. We've never, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, if you want us to come out and play in your game and play some setites, shoot us a line on Twitter, Facebook, uh, <laughs> utilitymuffinlabs.com. Um, if you guys have questions you want us to answer on the podcast, find us online. Submit those questions. We'll be more than happy to read them. And I will say this. I understand that as gamers, we have this unspoken need to always be correct when engaging in conversation or seeking knowledge. I need you to know something. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't ever. We don't. We don't hold you that criteria. What we do expect is to have an open mind. Yeah. That if you state something and you're pretty certain you're right, leave room for error because odds are you could be. We've done it. Yeah. It sucks. No adult likes admitting they're wrong. But the fact is, is that we'll work with you to get through that. Why I say that? Because we have to get over that hump to engage each other in a discussion. I right. know. There are some diehard Setite followers out there who are like, you know what, Bob? You don't know the threefold path of the ass serpent's tongue. And I'm going to be like, nope, sure don't. You're going to tell me all about it. It's nothing I read in White Wolf, but clearly you have some fan right. fiction. Right. Let's hear it out. I might like it. I don't know. But I won't know if you never open your mouth. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would say, you know, if uh, you want to engage us in conversation, we do have a Discord. And um, if you like what we do, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, if you go to our website, we post all of these podcasts on our website. You can find links to engage us, to converse with us, to have a good old time. Uh, we really appreciate you folks for listening, and we really enjoy engaging you in conversation and talking about something that, like, we love. And, you know, as far as, like, the podcast is concerned, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. I made a mistake on the the uh, Osiris Ra, you know, and I have the book in front of me. We used to edit that stuff, but it's actually fun to leave it in so you guys can actually hear that, oh, man, these guys, we're, we're big on being cool and laid back, and that's what this podcast is for. Right. It's a discussion. Right. So anyways, let's not uh, stroke our own horns uh, any longer. Uh, check back with us next week. For Je m'appelle Robert Baton. That is me. And I am Nathan. Ask my clan book one week. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.